0: Hey, it's Aiden here. Just before we get stuck into the episode, I wanted to let you know that on the 10th of June at 10 p.m. London time, the price of our coaching program Momentum is going up up it will never be as cheap as it is right now now I'll tell you some more about it after the episode is done but if you want to jump in and check out the details head over to thriveinmagic.com that's thriveinmagic.com you can find the full details and get yourself signed up right now before the price goes up anyway on to the episode
1: if you move to the other side of the world and everything changed everything was up in the air and you decided I still want to be a magician I still want to do gigs and book shows but you knew absolutely nobody because he was in a brand new part of the world he was in a new neck of the woods and you thought bugger what on earth do I do what would I do if I had to start from scratch well this is exactly what we would do if we was in that situation if this is the first time of you guys listening my name is Ashley Green I'm joined by my good friend and co-host Aiden O'Sullivan and this is the Successful Mentalist Podcast the best podcast on the I butchered that intro but we're gonna go with it we're going to go. It, ladies and gents the best what he was podcast trying to say <laughs> to your magic business out there but it's not is it I can't even speak it's a moderately okay podcast that you should probably listen to every once in a while if you want to consider learning some occasional things that might be good that's the podcast one of us can't speak what's the word I'm for... hand you over to the other guy now well what's the word for dyslexic but for talking because you've got that i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> great.
0: i've got all of so, them, yeah. got all of so, them. Uh, so here's the here's the situation we we have had a couple of our momentum clients actually ask cause they've recently moved and stuff and they've asked us like hey I don't know anybody, or I'm about to move to a place where I don't know anybody. Is it worth me doing anything for my magic business right now? How should I do? What should I do? Because at the end of the day, there's only so much relationship building and getting that I can do in order for it to be worthwhile down there. So this is, as Ashley said, this is that episode where we tell you a little bit about what we would probably do. Um, and I'm going to throw the baton straight to Ashley. What would be your first move? You've moved to the other side of the world what would you do first
1: my first point of call would be to establish myself and think like high level what on earth is it that i'm going to be focusing on is it going to be exactly the same before i moved or is it going to be different once i've got that in place then i would start to think okay the next step of the story i need to go and book some gigs what would i do from there well I would go out and, and, and I think this is a key thing here. Me and Aiden are probably going to see some different views, but it's because we tackle our businesses slightly differently. So you're going to get two different perspectives, which is going to be really nice in this episode. I would go out straight away and try and connect with as many new people in my local area as possible. That will be my first point of Cool, because your network is your net worth and i would just be like trying to meet brand new people into the area i would be looking for local coffee mornings i could go and chat to people with i'd be down the pub just having a few drinks and meeting some of the local people in the area i'd be getting to know some of the local businesses in the area like the independent coffee shops the barbers those types of people just local people in my local area and i'd want to start making friends straight away making connections straight away and just creating a little network a little of individuals which i can then leverage down the line but that would be my first point
0: yeah so i want to i want to jump back to actually this the 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 step one that you mentioned there because the the, that's probably more important actually being able to set out like what kind of gigs are you after oh yeah at at the end of the day how many of those gigs what fees do you want because let's face it if you're moving to the other side of the world
1: money's gonna be different
0: the whole economy is going to be different. Everything's going to be different. The culture is going to be different. The The actual the going rate for magicians is going to be different, whether you price yourself based on that or not. Either way, the going rate is going to be different, and that will impact you and the way people perce- perceive magicians. For example, if you're based in America right now, in an area that particularly loves and responds really well to magic, you come to the UK even that shift in and of itself will give you something completely different just because different audiences respond to different things and that impacts your overall business. But again, like how many gigs do you want to be doing? How many gigs do you need to be doing? How much do they need to be worth? What type of gigs? If you can map out and get like a complete structure on like, well, essentially that, how many gigs, what fee to, to actually pay your bills and, and do all of yeah. that kind of stuff you're not going to be operating from a panic state of like oh my god i need every gig which is what 90 percent of entertainers do now never mind moving to another side of the world
1: this is a crucial point of uh call because at the end of the day um you know in this hypothetical scenario like your bills are changed you, you've got rent you've got all of this stuff and it's going to be different from where you came Tax from be so different. just Oh, yeah, yeah. All, all of that is going to be different. So you've got to know your figures. You've got to be switched on. You've got to know your numbers in your head. How much have I got to be charging to make this work for me? How many shows have I got to be doing? At what fee? What is my target? How much do I need to be making per month? How do I need, how much do I need to be making per year? Once you can get that in mind, then you can start to go and work out like the little finer nuance things and then like look at your packages and, and, and from there. Um, but this actually links into one of the reasons I'd, I'd build up a network because I'd want to use those people not to get gigs straight away. I'd be chatting to those people to find out about entertainment in the area to find out whether wedding gigs is still a thing, whether people book magicians um, at companies, whether they've booked a magician before, what their experience is. But I would be chatting to these people and using this as market research in the area to just find out a little bit more, just so I've got some knowledge of like what's going on. But that would be why, um, again, building up a network is so Im- important for me for that first step as well. Because yes, pl- the planning it and being aware is useful. But to be able to connect with people that have lived there a long time, heck, they might know an accountant, which I can then speak to in that local area, which is then going to give me some tax advice and stuff like that. Um, But but building up those people is, again, crucial for that first step, I I feel, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I I definitely think it goes kind of hand in hand. And making your presence known is really important, not just being able to float the idea of what it's like to be a magician. You kind of want to sort of make your mark in a sense of like if you're going into coffee shops and stuff make it known that you're a heck perform like this is the one time that we'll say like on the podcast yes you have permission to perform on your first instance because like you need to have people remember you and know who you actually are and leave your mark of oh my god there was a magician in here a couple of weeks oh my god his name was ashley oh my god it was aiden like you want to be able to have people actually recognize you and for us it's so easy to be remembered just by what we do.
1: Reminds me of something Grant Cardone once said. If you've got one shot at a business meeting, and this is the only meeting you're going to have with that person, and if it don't go well, you're never going to speak with them again, do something outrageously stupid so that you stand out. And that might be to do a backflip. That might be to go and run up and down the corridor or and, and see who can beat them in a race. But in our cases, it's incredibly easy. You literally do the thing. but you want to sell and already you stand out because who else is doing magic when they know you like oh my gosh like uh, literally this weird person bought a coffee today and they read my mind oh my gosh i cut someone's hair today and they read my mind (laughs) you stand out
0: yeah i mean let's let's face it you've got one of two options there you either perform and start getting known by the local people and then you can start to work out where you go from here or they turn around and like oh there's loads of magicians around here oh yeah do you know this magician and then suddenly you've got yourself plugged into the other magic community there like and this is kind of where i think our paths might differ from here on i have a feeling that they'd go differently so so. what
1: what would you do like if if this was your first court of call like the first few days of moving to a new area what what would you do that's different because i've mentioned yeah i would just work out oh what am i going to sell go out meet people
0: yeah. To be honest, that would be it. I, and I think that that's kind of fundamental for everything. I think from th- after step two, if you like, is where our paths might differ. Um, so for me, my step three would literally be to leverage the existing network I've got online. That's when I'd be I'd be posting stuff to say, I've just moved in this location. I'm here in this location. Does anybody know anybody that's in this location? And I'd use all the people I've got back home to try and at least point me to either, Oh heck, a nice restaurant, maybe friends that are in the area. Heck, there might even be people that I've connected with that have moved. Like, I found out the other day that a friend from, like, secondary school, four years ago, he moved to Denmark. I didn't know about this. We were, like, best friends growing up and stuff. And he now li- he's lived there for, like, years. And to be able to... You only find that stuff out by asking the right questions and floating the ideas and telling people back home because... We live in a world where we are just so plugged in right now. If we're only ever a couple of people away from anybody else in the world, a couple of connections away. And so being able to just throw out to my existing network, say, hey, I'm here, make a point of, hey, I'm here for the next month or for the foreseeable future. Does anybody has anybody been here? Is anybody coming here? Has anybody here right now? Does anybody know anybody here right now? I'd use that for like a to, to jump ahead and start working out exactly Where can I move from here? It's just another opportunity to start weighing options and to go in a little bit with a bit more of an advantage than just spontaneously just perform, perform, perform everywhere to get known. It's just like foot in the door just via the internet, uh, if that makes sense.
1: I don't think my step three would be very different like and i think this is one thing when people move to a new location which happens like like literally it was uh gordon uh a momentum client said to us the other day he's moved seven hours away from where he lives so like his whole world feels uh, like changed upside down it's not as dramatic as our example of moving to the other side of the world and not knowing anyone but still seven hours away from where you live is is a big trek like america is a big place but yeah like definitely do not discontinue those people that you already know like your old family your old friends your old work colleagues they could know someone that literally is getting married where you're living where you're where you're there where where you're now living they could literally know someone which might just be a point of call a contact a friendly person to be around in that new location and if that is the case then a win-win because the biggest thing for me like I'm always like the logical numbers guy. Like, I know there's a lot of people that think like me, like the the panic would be on. I've just moved. How do I book gigs? Like, that's a very big question. But really, you're thinking, who's going to book these gigs? Well, people, people are going to book these gigs. I've got to go and meet and connect with new people. And, And that's why, again, another point of call is, is to meet and to know people. And and my step three would be very kind of similar in terms of like message those people, see if like anyone in my existing network can point me in the right direction. But what I would be heavily focused on doing from there is once I've messaged my existing network of people like family and friends from the other side of the world where I've just come from, I would be thinking, right, I need to knuckle down now. I need to get some cash in the bank i need to get some shows i need to get some gigs what are the easiest ways to do that i would start thinking right all these people that i met i need to add them onto my social media i've got to stay in contact with them on my social media and i would start friendly conversations and this ain't hard. Like, this is what we do all the time. This is what we used to do at schools, right? You meet a new friend at school and you're like, oh, what's your Facebook?
0: <laughs> check, check back literally last week's episode and you'll be able to hear exactly, like, how we do it with, like, cold go. outreach. But actually, we talk more about how to warm prospects up through these chat conversations. So, like... Again, yeah, as I said, like be you need to constant and even if you're not doing this anyway, it doesn't take you moving to the other side of the world to start adding the people that you are meeting on your social media. Like that is just good practice anyway. Like you don't need a million followers to get gigs on your social media, no. but that number does need to go up over time. That's kind of important. It can't just be stagnant stagnant at the same number for four years. It does need to be growing consistently and so again that's if just I can not be just starting
1: like three new conversations with three new people every three days like i I'm, I'm in a very good place like i would probably be doing more than that personally considering the pressures on but like that would make me happy and like from there i've got people onto my social media i'll be maintaining um like the communication with them i would put a spreadsheet of the people i've met the people that i know and in that spreadsheet, we've mentioned this before on the podcast, a relationship action plan. See, this is everything from every podcast that we've previously put together all in one episode for you. Definitely still listen to the past episodes. because <laughs> <laughs> Don't just be like, ah, oh, I've listened to this one. Screw it. That's it. That's it. That's all they've got. Like, listen to the others and that is some great gold in there. Um, but I would start maintaining and monitoring those relationships. And then once I've started to, like, just be a bit friendly with people, and I'm not going to take long with this. Like, it might be a day or two. Just a few messages back and forth i'd start to identify like key players who are the decision makers that can really help me is there anyone immediately that can book me like i already know by now like what i'm doing i've done my market research i've asked these people what's going on what are the events like i know my prices i've got those i've knuckled them down i've developed really good packages like in my key steps before i've got something to sell and now i would be thinking right who do i need that can buy this I might decide like wedding entertainment is something that I'm going to stick to. And for this example, in today's podcast, that's what I'm going to stick to wedding entertainment. I've moved to a new location. I'm just going to be doing weddings with these people. I'm going to be thinking like, okay, do I know anyone that I've met immediately that is getting married? Yes. No. Do they know anyone that's getting married? Do they know anyone that works in the wedding industry? Do they work in the wedding industry? Do they know someone that knows someone that works in the wedding industry? And that's how I would start playing it. And I would keep meeting new people. I'd keep starting new conversations until I found a key player. And when I found someone like that, my priority is going to shift. And my priority is going to be on the people that can directly help me in that industry. They're going to be right at the top of my relationship action plan. They're the people that I'm going to need to stay in contact with every single person. Day, I'm going to be trying to arrange just like maybe like a a coffee meetup I want to go down the pub with these people I want to really create them a friend because they're going to be like the key first stepping stone to the next step Into actually getting an event Like if I know someone that's like Their relative is getting married Fantastic, I need to win this person over as a friend And then I need to ask for an introduction with like the next person Makes sense? That would probably be my, my step four, five, something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense to do. I think if you're going to follow that approach in particular, what you heavily want to leverage is the, hey, I'm new here. Like, if, yeah. and, and just that is why you get bold very, very quickly and you get to be direct when asking with people. Um, just because like, let's face it, if you're new here and because otherwise it's going to be really hard to try and get connections and and referral connections of people you met last week or a couple of days ago, it's just going to be significantly harder. But by being open and being like, hey, look, I'm new here. I don't know a thing. I'm trying to do this. Can you help me? You're actually getting people enlisting them on your mission and getting them on your side so that they can help. And you're making it clear for other people to know exactly how they can help you by telling them exactly what you need so that they can give the best advice on exactly what to do. Otherwise, you're just presuming that you know what's best and there's going to be significant cultural differences that will change everything about how you should work.
1: Reminds me of um, a conversation I literally had a few hours ago, Aidan, um, with another Aidan <laughs> who's joined us in Momentum and he went, I'm, I'm new to magic. I went, ah, oh, brilliant. Oh, you... you brilliant use that that is your advantage that's not a negative that is your advantage every person that you speak to be vulnerable tell them that you need to magic wouldn't that put them off book me no they want to help people want to help <laughs> you throw that card out there people will be like oh let me help you i know this person have an event i know this person or oh, maybe i can connect you with this friend you use that to an advantage um vulnerability is a really 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 powerful trump card which if you can use that you're on to a game changer so yes thank you for highlighting that um that would yeah, definitely be something on the list and i think this is a problem with magicians we've got an ego we like to look like we're doing well all the time like we like to put on a front and be like yeah i'm doing well hey, i've moved to this new location but yeah i've got some gigs in the bank yeah i'm a good performer nah put the ego to a side just open up to people be genuine be vulnerable be authentic that will play so much more in your favor
0: so and i think this is the point where our, our perspectives might have shifted and kind of taken a slightly different approach because rather than me trying to to really go and find the gigs from the people that I'm meeting and stuff I would probably do the opposite in that I'd probably go and find some form of maybe I don't like maybe a part-time job or something partly that's a part-time job that's public facing not just stacking shelves when the shops close like public facing like bartending or something like that Mm. so that i've got volume i've got income and i'm building up that network 10 times as fast as i would be if i was just for example let's face it if you're going you're nipping to the pub every evening to have a couple of drinks and meet some of the locals you're only going to meet half a dozen people realistically a night and then you might never talk to them again but if you're behind the bar you're going to see the regulars and build ridiculously quick relationship with them You're going to see every person that comes to the bar like or most people that come to the bar. So you're just getting volume, starting conversations with those people. Heck, do a little trick if you have to as you're handing change and stuff like just because you're public facing, leverage the heck out of that. That way, the the financial strain is less. The public facing element and the volume of you being actually out there is 10 times higher it's becoming easier for you to have people recognize you and and all of that kind of stuff and then it's almost like a reverse residency in that sense you're not going for a residency you're going for an actual job that almost becomes a self-fulfilling thing and i've heard it all the time that people like heck edwin todd is a great example of that he goes on to um listen back to his episode with us on the podcast if you want the full thing but he Applies for like bartending interviews for residencies that he wants to work like turn into a residency. He goes to the actual thing and like openly admits, "Hey, I wasn't really interested in actually becoming a uh, like a bartender. I'm actually a magician." Like, and then he uses that as foot in the door. It's kind of like this, and on top of getting your distribution out there in terms of more people knowing and recognizing and seeing and accepting who you are and cash in the bank. But you also you're plugged in at the like in the deep end for the cultural differences. Like you can do your market research and stuff. I personally have a pet peeve with anything market research because people make it bigger and com- more complicated than it needs to be. Um, but like you get plugged into the culture, you know how it operates. Again, everything is just faster in that situation. And the other little nuance that I'd uh, make it differently is rather than trying to get gigs there, like at the place, I'd probably be looking first to, to get gigs back home. I'd still be looking like, hey, I'm going to be around from these months and I'd plan a visit back home. I'd use that opportunity to fill my calendar back home because I've already got the relationships with everybody there. It's going to be much easier to find the right people. It's much easier to say, hey, do you rather than saying, hey, do you know anybody getting married at all? It's much easier to say, hey, do you know anybody getting married next week? Because it's very quick to think, uh, no, rather than, uh, let me think, uh, they're kind of engaged. I don't know whether they've got, uh, Like it's so much more direct. And so that's probably what I'd do is I'd find a way to get that stability in short term income, distribution of what it is that you do, plug yourself into the culture in the deep end and leverage back home to start booking gigs in a market and in a place that I know I can already operate in. That way cash is coming in the bank and I've still got a planned, tr- uh, planned visit back, which is kind of like a holiday and stuff.
1: That's a really sneaky perspective. And yeah, that that is the opposite of what I do. But I really like it. Reminds me of my friend, personal trainer. Quit a job, depend, personal training. And in the process of building up that business, just literally just um, got, a tr- text me earlier, uh, got a trial. She uh, texted me earlier. I got a trial on a bar job. The reason why? It's an opportunity to just literally talk to customers, talk to the locals, talk to people about what you're doing. And yeah, like you can do what I've mentioned earlier. Get them onto your social media. Follow up with messages. And the the, the the key thing here is magic is fun. It's a paid hobby. And you don't want it to become a day job. And what I like is you've already taken the pressure off of, I'm not going to hustle. I've got something which is going to pay the bills. Now, any gigs that I get on top, win. And you're leveraging your network back down. That's, that's a really interesting point. Like, I, I really love how you've gone about that. Like... I, I wouldn't, but th- because this is where our paths split. Like, but I, I really respect. That. I think that's an interesting one, and this proves a point. Like, there's no right or wrong way of doing this. Like, you can run your business how you want. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's exactly. just
1: like, and and throughout this, you're gonna hear that me and Aiden's like the core philosophy is the same. Relationships, relationships, relationships. People, people, people. It's just different branches of how we do that. Like, once I've built up with people in that network, like my main priority would to be getting a gig. Like I would do everything in my power to get a wedding gig. I'll be looking for people who are getting married, getting engaged. And it doesn't take long. Like I know from working in a residency at the moment, if I perform down the pub for four hours, I'm going to meet one person that knows someone getting married. That is a prospect. And when I can tackle into that, my job there and then is to literally get the connection, speak to the person, land the discovery call, hop on the Zoom call, I would probably, if it was in a new location, drum for the in-person meeting just because there'd be so much better rapport there because I'd be desperate at this point for the gig. So I would be going like for the in-person meeting, buying them a coffee. And then I'd be looking at getting the gig. I'd do everything in my power. I'd be like overly valuable, really selling on the value sense. Most people would be thinking, so would you discount? No. (laughs) Why would I discount? That they're not going to say no to me because of price. They're going to say no to me if they don't understand the value the 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 price is irrelevant. They're going to pay that as long as I can pitch the value in the right way, which I know I can do, because it's not about the magic is what we can actually bring to the event. So that's a key point here. I think most people out there would think I'm going to be cheap to land the gigs. I'd still be charging four figures. I'd still be charging. I'd still be charging a premium um, in whatever market I was in.
0: To be honest, on that fact, I'd probably even try and start charging higher than I'd be comfortable charging. Not just so you stand out. That's kind of like a slight byproduct. But if people are saying yes to a higher fee, well, suddenly the pressure is just... Again, you've taken another opportunity to remove the pressure. You need less gigs. You need less gigs a month. Even just taking it from four gigs to three gigs a month. Like, oh my God, amazing. But now you've established that people will pay this amount in this new area. That becomes your new baseline. So that's just another thing that I do is I probably charge more. And then if push comes to shove and they just can't meet that... Well, then you can discount yeah. to, to what you was going it to originally just mean charge like
1: anyway. lowering your price and offering the same thing. I'd be taking a few things out, adjusting it, and maybe asking for a few things in return. I'd be asking for testimonials, connections to other people's, connections to the suppliers, all of that sort of stuff. But yeah, I would be doing everything in my power um, to land this gig. And then once I've got that gig in, every single person at that gig is a prospect. All of my tricks will be focused on, like, prediction on my social media. Get every bugger on there onto my social media. I'd be following up with each and every one of them, going through the same process. Rapport, steer towards events. Do they know anyone? Rapport, steer towards events. Do they know anyone? And at this point, once I've got... Like, once I start, like, using my social media for this, I'm going to be focusing on the content that I put out there. I know that I've got to make people aware of what I do. I've got to educate them over why it's important. I've got to make them aware that I'm actually good at this stuff. And then I've got to show myself as like an actual um, knowledgeable professional in this field, like giving general all-round good advice here. So I'd be focusing on the content that I put out to make sure I'm actually valuable. And then again, I'd be using like the people who I'm not speaking to, who are on my social media now. I'd still need to prospect from them. So that's where I'd use our qualifying posts, for example. Jot those in. To raise new opportunities. All the people that respond to those qualifying posts. There's a person that I can prospect. There's a person that I can prospect. There's someone that can help me. There's someone that can help me. And this is how I'd start piecing together all the different parts. Like, my main focus, build up a network, understand the area, get connections in the area, land my first gig. That's my priority. Like, most people think, Ashley, you love your residencies. Would it be a residency? No, I'd need the gig first of all. Get the gig in straight away, because that's where the most cash is going to come in to alleviate that pressure use that as a springboard to get more gigs from there and then go after that i'd focus on like getting residencies like once i've got some cash in the bank yeah i know i can ease my foot off the gap i would know i don't need as many gigs now because i've got a few thousand from like the one or two gigs i've booked and then i'd be focusing on like footfall the people that i meet and rather than getting a job i would focus on like landing a residency i'd want to amplify the amount of people that i can meet on the continual basis to fuel people onto my social media start conversations and uh, i know a residency is a really good way of doing that meeting new people and showcasing your product so that would be my step but only once i've landed like my first two three maybe even four gigs um on that point
0: i think it's been a it was really interesting it was all fine until literally that final step of like would just do something completely different, which is great. And I, I think it's so useful. And hopefully you guys inside Momentum that actually were asking these kind of questions, you can kind of see like you could probably even see more than the other podcast listeners how relevant momentum becomes regardless of what the generalized public appearance actually is like where you are like the momentum stuff is going to only make that transition even easier because you can use all of the stuff there and if you're not inside momentum well a why not uh come and come and get yourself inside momentum and if you are moving to another area now's the perfect time to come and join us uh just head over to mentalist.com forward slash momentum it's a nice simple link come and check it all out and get yourself inside
1: and say hi we're all here nice and friendly <laughs> well with that said guys we will see you very soon and uh with that said best of luck And if you have to moved to a new location go and smash it go and smash it
0: hey hey it's Aidan here again hope you enjoyed this episode now really quickly before you shoot off does any of this ring a bell If you love performing, but the important business stuff feels like a minefield, you're doing some gigs, but you're afraid of charging more money for them. You've got this dream of going full-time magic, but that just feels like an impossible goal right now. You have started to learn a little bit about traditional sales and marketing, but you very quickly realise that everything just works differently for us entertainers. Or perhaps you've been dabbling with gigs on your own, but you just can't seem to get the momentum that you need in order to make it all worthwhile. Well, the truth is we know what that feels like, so we built a brand new solution called Momentum. It's our six module coaching program designed to rapidly grow your entertainment business in a fraction of the time it would in other places, all without the hustle. And the great news is that until 10 p.m. London time on Friday the 10th of June, that's very, very soon, you can get in before the price goes up. The price is going up by over £1,200 and the program will never be this cheap to join again. Head over to thriveinmagic.com for all of the details. That's thriveinmagic.com. You can find the full details on that page and get inside today. Hope to see you there.